Hello, everybody. Uh, you're listening to our new podcast, Embers of Autumn. It is a Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Uh, it's our next campaign after Beneath the Tide with the same player group. Uh, and it streams every Wednesday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time on the Mimics and Monstrosities Twitch channel. You can find that Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash mimics letter N monstrosities. That's twitch.tv slash mimics N monstrosities. So come check us out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hello. There is a technical issue with Embers of Autumn, our latest stream. So, for some reason, the audio of the cast didn't come through, even though my levels were fine on OBS. Unfortunately, the cast's audio is lost, which we're going to have to record separately now. I'm just going to start recording uh, the game separately so I can use the audio and merge with video if there's a corruption again. Excuse me. So, in episode 35 of Embers of Autumn, Break In at Highgate Prison, the party arrived in an unusual city after fleeing Ken this corrupted celestial creature at Kenna's druid's teacher's house. And upon arriving in an unusual city through the teleportation circle in the Dreamweave district, the Hobgoblin Wizard who oversees the teleportation circles in the Crucible of Sending, this sort of arena where wizards of the school can test their magic and out on each other and engage in playful kind of combat. Um, and there's teleportation circles here that link all over the continent on Old Anundial and the core of Anundial where most of the campaign has happened. This hobgoblin wizard closed the teleportation circle, and the party went on their way. They spent some time in the city buying supplies, gear, whatever they needed for their next step in their adventure, which was they were going to Highgate Prison on the continent of Anundial, the same continent, but on it in a different country, a different region, governed by High King Varianus Richter, so a completely new government as well. They chartered the airship in the Dreamweave district and learned that the, the, the airship doesn't have as much jurisdiction on Remnant and instead only goes to one location in the country. It goes to the capital of Remnant, Envilverick, which is where the High King resides. Waiting for the crew to be sleeping after chartering the airship, the party decided to leap off the airship when they approached Highgate Prison. Before doing so, the party had a discussion amongst themselves without Dax about whether they could trust Dax and if Dax's parents were guilty of the murder that they were imprisoned for. Upon leaping off the airship, they decided to enter through a rusted gate or a sewer entrance that was on the south side of the prison, nestled between the jagged cliffs and flooding and storming ocean. The prison was surrounded by 15 miles of open land covered in jagged rocks in all directions, so the south side was the most viable option through the sewer grate. The party broke through the sewer and swam about 155 feet and arrived under the, under the prison and coin entered the prison through this grate, through the floor, 
and found himself in the prison's privy, where a guard was in the process of urinating for like two minutes straight. They're struggling. Coin knocked the guard out with one hit and used his painting tools, Nulser's Marvelous Pigments, and painted um, vomit all over the guard to make it look like the guard had gotten sick and passed out. And the cool thing about this paint set is that anything you paint with it that has a gold value of 25 gold or less becomes real, aside from explosions and stuff. Coin painted it, and they proceeded forward, sneaking through the prison. They came to the mess hall doors and could hear most of the guards on shift were eating. So, Kenna used two of the three charges of their um, sovereign glue, which glues things together indefinitely, unless you have a specific ointment, and glued the mess hall door shut before the party proceeded forward. They split up and went down two separate corridors. Druk, Ven, and Kenna down one, and Dax and Coin down the other. Dax and Coin flew slash levitated down their corridor, negating the need for stealth checks, while Ven cast Spider Climb on Druk, so Druk could crawl along the ceiling, while Ven casted Control Flame, turning off wall sconces and torches along the way. Kenna cast Pass Without Trace on Venon. Drunk and long story short, the party ascended up a series of towers, knocking out guards on patrol, and eventually came to the fourth floor of the prison. During their ascent of the towers, they learned that the cells were on this floor, and with Dax's information, Dax mentioned her parents were in a prison or in a cell with no light or windows. The party knew these two floors, floor two and three, were the prison cells and the description didn't match what Dax told them, so they knew Dax's parents were not imprisoned on this floor, which was great! Deducing and deductions! The party arrived together on the fourth floor, saw each other, coin, painted a cat flap on a special-looking door, and entered, and heard a conversation between Voxhill Osterbrand, the head of the Anundial Trading Company, and also government official, head of Varanmore, the city where Ven came from, but also the city where that psychic attack by Ubalike happened, where a lot of this has kind of come from this whole plot thread. Um, because Dax wished that they, and technically the rest of the party, were no longer considered suspects in the murder of Oxylosterbrand's son and the attack on Varanmore. The party arrived, and with Coin heard Voxhill talking to what would assume to be the, a female voice, assumingly the warden of the prison, talking about experiments and how a lot of the, pris the prisoners from Trundleheim, Dax's parents, weren't working out. The pair of them finished their conversation, and Coin heard a loud grinding noise. He let his friends in, and they stepped into the room preparing for a fight, but discovered that Voxhill and the Warden weren't in the room whatsoever, and they had disappeared seemingly. The party investigated the room and found us a variety of things. They found truth serum. 
they found vials with glowing strands in it, memories that had been pulled from people's minds and placed in vials, as well as a lot of money, which the party took to give to Dak's parents so they could restart their life. After some investigation, the party then discovered that the globe in the corner had a switch inside that moved a bookcase. And as the party descended the staircase, Ven and Dax heard whispers, something saying, Feed me hunger, before the voices began almost taunting Ven and Dax, guilting Ven about his father's death, speaking in his father's voice about the day Ven's father died, and how Ven wasn't there, and if Ven was there, maybe he wouldn't have died. The voices then switched to Dax, and it wasn't taunting, it was more showing them things they might not recall when they were under the control of Yubalike temporarily. It showed Dax's past with a individual named Jacoby. It mentioned Dax being in pain from their throat after the sound of a bowstring was fired. And then it shifted to smells of fire and screams as a goliath adorned in armor resembling an illithid walked into an encampment full of bandits and ogres and slew everything in the encampment, or at least that is what the vision or the voices implied. As the party descended down the stairs, they came into a large circular chamber where a massive 30-foot radius black sphere of rock, completely smooth, was held aloft by large black iron hands, kind of open palm position, and was sitting on the open palms. As they arrived, Ven was standing in the back and felt a sharp, searing white-hot pain in their spine, and as everyone was surprised by this sudden assassination attempt, you could say, the invisible figure of Voxhill Osterbrand arrived, appeared, rather, and said, I'm so glad you can join the fun. And that's where the session ended. And that's where we'll be picking up this Wednesday. Uh, and yeah, apologies that the format of this episode is me just re-describing it. Uh, um, it's unfortunate. But uh, that's just how it is. Unfortunately, it's not as engaging as the party doing their things, but I covered it as best as possible. Um, yeah, gonna do my best to make sure that doesn't happen anymore. That means I'm recording audio separately now. So, uh, thanks for listening. That is the episode. <laughs>